Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tiger fans, welcome to episode 35 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast. Bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I'm your host, the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of every new episode. Apple users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love Jackson State University. Joining me today is none other than Charles Bishop. Hey, Charles, how's it going? I'm doing well, Corey. How about yourself? I'm excited about tonight's show. The podcast is really growing, and I'm excited to interview this next guest. When we launched this podcast, I had no idea that it would get to this. We have none other than <laughs> WJTV Sports anchor and reporter, Samaria Terry. Hey, Samaria. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the show, Samaria. Of course. All right. So uh, how's everything going with you, uh, Samaria, especially with the the COVID-19 pandemic? I I pray that you and your family, everyone's safe and healthy. Yeah, we're all doing good. I have to keep, like, fighting with my mom to stay inside. I'm like, Mom, you don't need to go back to the club today. You know, we've got everything we need. Yeah, yes, we actually awesome. thought, you know, going into this, we were really, we were worried. I mean, all the sports people across the country were like, what are we going to do? Are we even going to have jobs after all of this? Exactly. But I feel like we've right. been able to really, you know, find stories and, and just kind of do unconventional pieces that we, you know, usually during this time we would have highlights that we would run. But now we've been able to just kind of focus on just like individual athletes or teams in their story. So that's been really interesting. Definitely. Great job of adapting and, uh, you know, definitely keep up the great work. Thank you. All right. So, Samaria, what's your story? Tell us about your path uh, leading up to your arrival at WJTV. Oh, man. Okay. So um, (laughs) I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm actually from East Atlanta, Decatur area. Um, I went to Auburn University I uh, graduated, ooh, five years ago. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's been a while. Um, uh, so, actually, like, my mom hates when I tell this story, but my first job was in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. It was a news, like, a morning news position. I also did, like, traffic, what traffic is going on at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm not really mm-hmm. sure. Uh, I was horrible. <laughs> I, I, was, I was not good at all. So, I lasted there four months. They fired me. Yeah, I got a fired story just like Oprah. Not so much like Oprah. Oprah. <laughs> right, exactly. like just like just like my You're on the right like path. I, I I was told no. You're on the right path. So, I'm on the right exactly. path. I hope. <laughs> so uh, I lasted there for a month. Um, I went home for about 
a month and a half, and then I just started back applying. I really was going to get out the business. Like, I was going to, like, do, like, um, producing or PR or, you know, I, I had started applying for any kind of job, but then I got a phone call from a station in Wichita Falls, Texas, um, about a news position. And hmm. I was like, okay. I, I told my parents, they were like, where? Where, where are you going? I'm like, yeah, Wichita Falls, <laughs> Texas, about two hours north of Dallas. About yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes south of Oklahoma, okay? Like, yeah, it's a bunch of cow pastures out there. Right? It's pretty flat. Right. And it's 14 hours away from home. So I, I was there for two years, a little over two years. And after one year, the sports girl there left. And so before that, though, I was helping them to, like, shoot football games. I was, like, working double shifts on Fridays to help them shoot football games and any other sports things they needed me to shoot. So, when she left, it was an easy transition for me to move into sports. And, oh, yeah, awesome. I was able mm-hmm. to come to Jackson. And I actually did news a little bit, like, for about two months before um, I I moved into sports here in Jackson. So, Wow. That's, That's a very, very interesting path. <laughs> was it always your goal <laughs> to sports? Or were you uh, looking at doing news, or did that happen? How did how they come about? So it's funny because when I went to Auburn, I went there with the uh, hopes of being a physicist. So I actually went and majored in physics when I first got there. That only lasted like two days. Uh, like I was the only female in my honors physics class. I was like, yeah, no, we're not going to do this. <laughs> and my mom was a communications major. So that's kind of how – and it's so interesting how, like, you kind of follow, like, your parents but that she always wanted to be on the news, and I'm mm-hmm. actually fulfilling that. You know, so it's really interesting. So I went um, to the College of Liberal Arts, and I knew that I wanted to do something with the news. I knew I wanted to tell people stories. That's always been my passion. I've always ran my mouth, and I've always gotten in trouble for it. Like, you know, like I always <laughs> wanted to just, just be an advocate for people whose voices weren't heard. That's that's always been right. my passion. Um and then I, my my junior year of college, ESPN came, and specifically SEC Network came and opened like studios in all of the campuses, and they they had like people who worked for SEC Network come and teach this class. And really, they needed free workers, you know. Like honestly, thinking mm-hmm. about it, that's probably what it was. Mm-hmm. But we were able to learn a lot from it. And so I was in that inaugural right. class. It was called like video sports production, and we were we learned everything. We were able to like grip, be like grips, or be like technical directors and mm-hmm. audio workers and replay workers for live games. And so it's really funny because nobody wanted to do. I, I remember when they when we had to sign up for events. I was like trying to be the first person to sign up for all the football games, right? Because I was thinking that everybody mm-hmm. wants to want to work then. And nobody signed up for football games because they wanted to be wow. drunk at the game. You know, like, they wanted to be a spectator. <laughs> and I was like, I wanted to work the games. And I think that's where I really started. And then I was a football recruiter, too, for two years mm-hmm. at Auburn as well. So um, that's really how I got into sports and just kind of seeing the inner workings. And, you know, I, I was like, this does not feel like work at all. Right. And that's right how I got into sports. And so I knew like getting into news was just a stepping stone to get into sports. Cause getting into sports is very, very hard. Like you, you got to get in and that's the hardest part. So usually a lot of us will start in the news and then kind of help out with the sports department. And when an opening comes available, we kind of take that. Right. 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 Exactly. 
Well, Samari, let me ask this question. Um, and you do such a tremendous job of covering uh, the swag, but with you being a native of Atlanta, uh, did you have much familiarity with the HBCU culture prior to coming to Mississippi and, and prior to, to covering the swag? And, and if so, to what extent, you know, what what has that experience been like? You know what? I really didn't have a lot. Um, I went mm-hmm. to a predominantly black high school from a predominantly black area, um, and then me going to a PWI, I, the only really, I really only knew just Tuskegee because we would go off to party, <laughs> when, like not with the, you know, not with like with sports. And so when I got to mm-hmm. Jackson, that's where I really learned everything about HBCU sports and their culture. Really, honestly, just kind of when I when I got to Jackson. Sure. Sure. And, that, and that's understandable. And just out of curiosity, what high school in Atlanta? Southwest DeKalb High School. Okay, South, yes, Southwest DeKalb, yes. That, that, so that, that's Southwest the band DeKalb. everybody knows about. Yes. So we did not yes. go to the football games to watch the football games. We, we went to the <laughs> band, so, yeah. Yes, Southwest DeKalb, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> What has been the most surprising aspect of covering uh, HBCU sports? Like, uh, was there something uh, that you weren't expecting in terms of covering HBCU athletics? Um, you know what, honestly, and this is kind of just an inside thing that most people probably wouldn't know, but just I, what was so surprising to me when I got here was the lack of coverage, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's why I have just really, like, just leaped on to to the swag and to the HBCU schools because I'm like, there's no coverage. They're not being covered. Like, there was no relationship with Jackson State really before I got here, with Alcorn mm-hmm. before I got here. And that I think that was really the most surprising thing to me. And that's why I've just been kind of – I just kind of – I feel like I'm always covering them. People are like, oh, my God, you're always covering the slack. But mm-hmm. who is? Nobody else is doing it. Well, well please keep no, it up. We appreciate it. And that's, yeah. a, that's a constant <laughs> battle for us. And that's a, that's a conversation for a whole other podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Down that road now. Well, but be, thank you for what you do. talk about it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> no All right. And speaking of, you know, covering Jack State football, uh, the, the team hasn't been on the level that our fans are accustomed to in recent years, but I'm sure by now you're aware of our rich tradition. Uh, so what has been your sense of our fan base's pride and, and desire to return to the quote-unquote glory days? You know, like, I I went to school, obviously, at Auburn and, you know, Iron Bowl, but, like, really, honestly, Iron Bowl has nothing on Soul Bowl. Like, Oh, wow. And I mean, y'all, y'all aren't shooting people, okay? Let, let's let's make that clear, because Iron Bowl, like Auburn, Alabama fans shoot each other. Y'all wow. aren't doing that, but y'all, but y'all are serious. Well, well, that's, and I, that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good. No, that's a great thing. Please don't. Please. Right, right. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember when I when I sat down with TC Taylor about I think it was in January. Um, I remember. Yeah. I asked him. I was like, look, coach. You know, this is this is not going to be an easy task. Like, you know, people had a lot of questions about your quarterbacks, and now you know you are running the offense. So, and and I mean, you know, I think him being a graduate of all, uh, excuse me, of Jackson State and playing for Jackson State, I think he understands 
And so I don't feel like he's going to take it as, he's not going to take it to heart, the fan mm-hmm. comment. You know, he, he understands. So I think that yeah. that'll be helpful as well. But, yeah, y'all, the fans, they're wild. But I love it. Absolutely. And he's very supportive. <laughs> yeah. Very supportive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I, I, I tried to, this is an argument. <laughs> I, I hate I'm saying this, but this is an argument that I have with my managers all the time because for whatever reason, they just don't see it. I'm like, if I post a story about Jackson State, if I post a story about all corn. If I post a story about Tuglu, it is going to blow up on social media. Exactly. If it's if it's exactly. not a really yeah. big story about Ole Miss or State, we're just not going to get the like. You know, we're not going to get the likes and the shares because they have beat writers that they're going like the fans. You know, are going to those beat writers. Southern Miss has a really good fan base too, but mm-hmm. I just know for a fact anything that I touch that's HBCU, it's you know. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna blow up. And I I just like I wrote the the article recently about how coronavirus has really hurt HBCU athletes and I was so nervous about that, y'all. Like I remember I let Byron read it before I before I press published because mm-hmm. I just I was so nervous about how people were gonna receive that um that article. Especially because I do feel like my beat is kind of the HBCU's I just I was I was really worried about that, but I think that it was receptive well. So, uh, that's understandable. Totally understandable. Yeah. Well, again, we we truly appreciate it because we uh, you know we're starving for coverage, and honestly, that's one of the reasons why we created the podcast because we just felt that the coverage was lacking, and we uh, we wanted to feed our fan base as well with the, you know with what we with the information that we have, and of course bringing mm-hmm. on guests like yourself as well. So, thank you, and I know. Uh, associate AD for Sports Media, Dennis Driscoll, really appreciates it. And uh, obviously, AD, Ashley Robinson appreciates it as well. I know you've hosted events for Jackson State, and you'll do whatever it takes to, to support. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and it's not just Jackson State. It's just, you know, it, it's, it's all of just sports that or athletes or coaches that I feel like stories need to be told. I, I was literally thinking, because I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to say? Like, when I was trying to think about what I was going to say in the podcast today. <laughs> but I was just like, you know, just thinking about all of the stories that I've covered. And when I when I ask these people, like, have has anybody ever done a story on you? And they're like, no. Mm-hmm. That no. happens all yeah. the time. And I'm just like, yeah. uh, you know, like, I, I, I started to try to do the where are they now. Um, mm, I think we yeah. started that last year. Yeah. And I started yeah. with mm-hmm. Anna Jackson, and I'm like, Anna Jackson at Murrah won nine state championships, and ne- no one had ever done a sit-down with her. Mm-hmm. No That's one amazing. had ever talked to her about, you know, the things that she had accomplished as a women's basketball coach. I thought right. that was so crazy. Even, like, Lafayette Shriveling, I remember I was setting up the, the interview with Coach Strip, and I was asked, Is he, did he die? <laughs> I said, no. Oh, wow. No. No. Like, yeah. it, it just seems like. You know, like if if stories are done, they're obit pieces, and I and I feel like by that time it's too late. You know, you got to give people their roses while they're living. And I literally had someone tell me that today because I'm actually working on a piece with Wayne Brandt, Thomas Billups, and Luther Riley, and how dominant oh, wow. they were. Yeah. yeah, how dominant they were in Jackson during that era. Like like yeah. JPS yeah. basketball was dominant. They had 29 mm-hmm. state championship appearances, 20 state championship wins. 
amongst the three of them. Um, mm-hmm. And I was at Lanier just kind of getting video of the gym and of the banners for Coach Billups. And the principal, you know, said that to me, like, you got to give people their roses while they're living. That's definitely mm-hmm. something definitely. that I would yeah, that that is awesome. That is That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, definitely awesome. Great job, great vision, and uh, you know those are people who should be celebrated. Those are legends. Uh, so you know what you're doing is is awesome, and we have a similar mindset here on the podcast. So we definitely can appreciate what you're doing. And in a short time, in the short time that you've been here, you have really done your homework. I mean, you are naming these legendary coaches from back in the '90s and <laughs> prior to that. So you've really kind of dug in and, and become familiar with the landscape of, of Mississippi sports. I'm trying. Thank and, you. And, and you know that that leads me to this question, uh, Samari, in terms of uh, the the types of things that you're covering. But so far, you know, during your time covering sports in Mississippi, uh, what story kind of stands out for you? You mentioned the great uh, legend uh, Anna Jackson, but uh, what are some of the stories that have really kind of stood out for you? Oh my gosh. Um, you know, just being able to talk to just some legendary athletes. I remember I, I tracked down Robert Brazil, right? And um, yeah. he was he yeah. was going to be um, uh, the speaker, the guest speaker at the Jackson Touchdown Club. And I got his number somehow, and I called him. And he was like, how you got my number? <laughs> <laughs> I, always, I always get that. I always get that. And I was able to talk him in and sit down with me and just, just to hear, you know, how the campus has changed and, like, what being on Jackson State's campus was like back then and what was it like playing at the vet back then. And um, that was one of the stories that really stood out to me because this this is a Hall of Famer. Like, you know, who, how many people can say that they sat down and had a full conversation with, with the Hall of Famer? Um, exactly. I remember me sitting down with, with Fred McNair and – I, I asked him, I said, well, Coach, has anybody ever going to sit down with you like this before? And he's like, no. He always, he called me Miss Terry. He's like, no, Miss Terry. I'm like, what? <laughs> You've been down here this long, and no one has ever talked to you just about how you went to Alcorn, how you came back, you know, your brother. I, I thought that that was, that was, you know, that was really strange, but I thought that that was a really um was a really good story too. Yeah, these are definitely stories that need to be told. So we appreciate the fact that you are, are quote unquote beating the bushes and getting out there and getting getting these stories out there for uh, a fan base that really really appreciates uh, HBCU athletics. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. And, and along those lines, you know, Eddie Payton is another person. You know, the brother of uh, Walter Payton. I think. Sometimes I think maybe we as fans kind of take him for granted, but that's a person who, you know, has a rich uh, history and has done some great right. things uh, with, with the program. So that's if, some history that, that we don't want to lose. If exactly. Eddie is listening, I have called you multiple times. Eddie? Look, I've called him. Coach? I've called him because I know his, his answer machine says, if I'm not answering the phone, I'm probably on a boat fishing or something. It says something like that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I have called so, him, so if you want to talk to me, okay. please turn. <laughs> so Coach Payton, we're, we're, we're looking out for you, Coach Payton. We're trying to get to you. We'll get on top of that. Because I, I would love to up. do that. <laughs> yeah. No problem. Uh, Dennis Driscoll, do you hear that? Let's make that happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Samaya, A.D. Ashley Robinson, he speaks very fondly of you and, and your enthusiasm uh, to cover JSU sports. What has been your, your, your kind of your working relationship with him? What has that been like? I literally can call him 
I can just pick up the phone and call him and, and he'll make anything happen. I remember uh, my, my parents, I think it was maybe the first or second time they came to town and this was during basketball season. And I literally, I, I called Ashley. I said, hey, like my parents are in town. Can they come to the game? He's like, the tickets will be a little call. You know, like just, just stuff like that. I remember I really got to know him when I did the story on Lafayette Stribling because he played under um, Strib at Valley. Right. And, you know, just kind of seeing Strip come back to the Jackson State games to support him. So that's really where I, I kind of really got to know him during that story. Sure thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, earlier you were talking about just how the, your routine has changed with the COVID-19 pandemic. But how has it affected your daily uh, work routine? So the only difference is now, you know, we do more stories uh, via FaceTime, via Zoom. I don't really like to do phone interviews. I really like to see the person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, I, and honestly, it's easier for me because I don't have to leave. You know, I can just set my phone up and, and prop the camera up and, and record. Um, or we can do the Zoom um, interviews like that. So that's really the only thing that's changed. Because things are starting to open back up, I've been starting to do more interviews. Like the, like I said, the story I'm working on now with Brent Phillips and Riley, I'm doing those sit-down interviews. Um, so I, I would prefer to do them face to face. Um, but if all else fails, I can, that's what we've been doing, just the FaceTime or the Zoom. So that's really the only thing that's changed. Sure. Sure. So Mario, let me ask this question. This is a little bit of a, a philosophical question. Uh, let me uh, ask, you know, uh, women's sports journalists, uh, they've made, you know, tremendous strides since the, the early pioneers of people like Margaret Goss or Ann Doyle or even, um, uh, Jane Kennedy, uh, those sorts of personalities. But uh, I'm curious to kind of get your take in terms of what progress uh, the women still need to make in the field of sports journalism. I think, I, I, I think more is just how we're received. So I feel like, you know, women, once women are, are viewed, you know, as knowledgeable, like fully, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that's really what, society needs to change because I, mm. you know, I feel like if, if it's, if it's me and Noah and we're doing our sports on show and we're both talking about something, most people are probably going to believe Noah, you know, like he, he just mm. naturally seems more knowledgeable because he's a male. Mm. Um, and I have had people that really ask, like I've, I've done interviews with people that have asked me, do you really know the game? Or, mm. you know, like, do you really know what you're talking about? And I, I'm like, what? Did you just ask me that? Yeah, you know, like, 2020. I, I, right. I'm like, I'm, I'm a female, so I, like, I feel like women, what people need to understand is that women have to know what we're talking about. We have to. Yeah. They, they're not going to just give this to us because maybe we're cute or whatever or who we know. Like, to do sports and be a female, you have to know what you're talking about because we are literally questioning every time. Wow. About that. Does it does, does it always kind of catch you by surprise if you get that sort of question in terms of do you know the game? It does. It it does, and I'm just like, what? Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I wouldn't I wouldn't make something my career if I didn't know what I was talking about. Right. Right. It's very interesting. Good stuff. And and along those lines, as far as just you know the challenges that you potentially face. Uh, it seems as though athletes nowadays are much more proactive about 
creating their own narrative or telling their own story on their terms as opposed to going through reporters or traditional media, especially with social media platforms that are available to them now. Does that present a challenge in your profession, and how do you, how would you describe the current state of sports journalism? You know what? I, I think I, I personally don't make it a challenge. If, a, if an athlete is tweeting about something or made a Facebook post, we report that just as if they got in front of a camera. You know, like such and such tweeted this today. Like, you know, and then, of course, you could reach out to them and ask if they want to, um, you know, do an interview or maybe give you a statement via text or something like that. But if a if an athlete is, is tweeting about something, that's literally what we've been doing this whole time. There's been so many signees or people leaving here, committing here. I mean, we're getting that off social media. So we're reporting mm-hmm. what, people, what kids are doing from what they're posting on social media. And I think we're able to get it faster, too. So it's, you know, like I'm, I literally work all the time. I wake up in the morning and I check social media to see if something crazy has happened, and I'm doing that <laughs> throughout the day. Right. So. And, and and that kind of brings me to this question in terms of of um, and you kind of mentioned it, your background coming into the podcast, but are there sports broadcasters formerly or currently that you you look at and you try to incorporate into smart areas? Um, okay, so I can I'll, I'll name the women that like I follow on social media. Mm-hmm. So I really I really love Carrie Champion. I really yes. admire her poise yeah. and her grace. And I, I I I I absolutely love her. She's so beautiful. Um, and I and I kind of see myself in her a little bit because I'm just not like it, like Noah and I are like complete opposites, right? Like he's the more right. playful, goofy. Uh, uh, he does, like, karate and stuff in a suit, you know, and I'm more like, uh-uh, like, I'm going to be serious. You know, like, I'm not going to go out and race a guy that runs a 4-1. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not doing mm-hmm. <laughs> That's more Noah. So uh, I just feel sure. like I'm more, like, graceful in that aspect. So I really I really like her, her poise on air. Um, as far as journalism and writing, I really love Jamel Hill, and I know that she's controversial. Mm-hmm. But I just admire how she is able to say what other people won't say. Right, like right. It's a great point. Um, great point. And I, and I, and and then as far as like just hustle, I love Justina Anderson. So, like Justina is on it all the time. I don't know mm-hmm. how many phones she has. <laughs> like I think she probably has like three or four phones. Like. But she is right. always on, and she's up there with Adam Schefter. Like she, like you know, she's getting the breaking stuff. Or guys are going to her and saying, "Hey, I'm right. doing this or this." Like she's always breaking something. So those three women are really who I try to like mold myself into. Three heavyweights, yeah, yeah very much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's great stuff, and I can definitely see you right there with those ladies uh, very soon. I see you on the on track, definitely. I hope so. <laughs> that's where uh, money so is. <laughs> Say that again? I said that's where the money is. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> very much so. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, Samari, it's been a pleasure having you on. But before we let you go, let's have a little fun and then have a couple rounds of rapid fire. So what we'll do, we'll throw Ooh, out some questions, okay. okay, and you have to say the first thing that comes to mind. Rapidly, okay? okay? All right, so I'll go first. We have about 10 or 12, but it'll be rapid fire, so it'll go quickly. Best place to eat in Jackson? 
Kate. I like Kate. Celebrity. Okay. Celebrity, past or present, that you'd love to interview? Um, Jerry Rice. Good one. Okay. MJ, Kobe, or LeBron? I'm going, I'm going Michael Jordan. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. Ooh, mm. controversy. Okay. Controversy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Best show to binge watch during quarantine? Game of Thrones. Oh, good one. Good one. Let me go. Uh, dream day vacation spot. Oh, I don't know. Something like um, Anguilla or some, you know, <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. I got it. If you could see if you could see anyone live in concert, past or present, who would it be? Oh, it would have to be Michael Jackson. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. All right. Best Mississippi high school football town or stadium atmosphere that you visited or covered? Oh, I don't want to step on the. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, that's a tough one, y'all. Dang. Um. Ooh. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, my God. There's so many. Oh, no pressure. It's just a, no pressure. It's just one a Jackson State podcast, you know. <laughs> there are so many. Um, oh. hmm. I, I'm going to have to pass. I can't. I can't. Okay. I can't I would, name We'll more. give you one thing. We'll give you that. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It is a tough a lot one. Of good that's, that's why I was interested in hearing what you had to say, because I, I wouldn't be able to think if I had all right. Favorite sport I, to watch. I really, I'm sorry. Favorite sport to watch. You said favorite sport to watch, college football. Favorite sport to play. I was a cheerleader. That's a sport. <laughs> yes, it is. Very much so. I agree. Yeah. We get that. yeah, you have to be athletic, so, okay, we'll, we'll let that Very much so, okay. yeah. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, who wins the 2020 NBA Finals if we have a season or if we resume the season? You know what? I Oh, God, I can't stand LeBron, but <laughs> dang, I, I think it'll be the Lakers. Okay. Well, we're we're best friends now. Like we are best friends now. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, how about this one? Who, who wins the next Super Bowl? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh. You get extra points if you mention the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just, you know, throwing <laughs> Okay, well, y'all need to pay your quarterback. <laughs> yeah, 175. And, and Andy Dalton ain't going to hit it. Andy Dalton ain't yeah. going to hit it. Um, you know what? Let, this, is, this is the long shot, but maybe the Saints. Ooh, mm, you've oh, made a lot of fans of Mississippi happy with that one. Yeah, yeah. made a lot of people happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. All right. Best athlete to ever come from Mississippi. Okay, I can't do that. <laughs> I, I, can't do that I, see, I see you don't want to pick on these Mississippi questions, right? Right, it's, exactly. It's, 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 oh, God. Oh, man. 
it's like it's like between Walter Payton and Steve McNair. It's like oh, right. God. And then you got Jerry Rice. I can't. I can't answer that one. Okay. You know what? That's Fair that's enough. totally understandable. Well, yeah, we'll we save the hardest. Time. Save the hardest one for last. Okay. You ready? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. All right. Who wins the 2020 Iron Bowl? Now, what kind of question is that? <laughs> now, you know what? It's in Tuscaloosa this mm-hmm. year. That's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard to win in Brian Denny. Uh, but yeah, I'm still going hard on War Eagle. There you go. There you go. No doubt. <laughs> All right, well, you can get off the hot seat. We'll let you off now. Thank you, because it's hot. It is hot. All right. Well, Samari, it has been an absolute pleasure. I honestly hope we can do this again. If if you can come on every so often, that that would be great, because we really enjoyed it. The fans will will love getting to know you and get to hear from you and just kind of experience more of your personality. This has been amazing. Well, thank you so much for having me. Like, when Dennis texted me, I was like, what? You sure? Okay. All right, well that'll do it for episode thirty five of Tiger Talk with the fourteen hundred club. Thank you to all of our listeners and again be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. Apple users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Twitter. Leave a question or a comment while you're at it, and we'll be sure to read it on air. I can't stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every Tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook and Twitter pages. As always, thank you for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.